Because I do think that industry 4.0 is one of those terms that gets thrown around by a lot of different groups and doesn't necessarily mean the same thing to all parties involved. When the center is talking about helping manufacturers get up to industry 4.0, what does that look like for you? How do you guys define that? The term industry 4.0, is, as far as we're concerned, we use it mostly just for the historical sense. There's been four industrial revolutions that have allowed us to use machines, then mass production, and then computers in and of themselves, not necessarily interconnected. And then the fourth industrial revolution is really taking quite a few technologies that have been around for a very long time, multiple decades, and giving interconnectivity. So instead of having to go to separate areas to look at data, it's bringing all of that data into one place so that we can see it and make decisions. It's letting us monitor, not just run a machine, but monitor a machine and look at that machine. And it's letting us kind of make a connection between what's going on on the shop floor and our financial results. Welcome to the Sound of Automation, brought to you by Clayton and McCurdy, CPAs for growth-driven businesses. Hello, and welcome to the Sound of Automation podcast. I am Brian Perosic with Clayton McCurvey, and joining me today is Chuck Werner from the Center. Chuck, how are you doing today? Hi, Brian. I'm doing fine. Thanks for asking. Well, glad to have you on, and, and I think it's a, uh, a pretty appropriate topic, uh, given the audience we're, we're focusing on, you know, I think as we talked in, in preparation for this, um, you know, our, our real target audience for the podcast are the businesses who are who are delivering the automation, you know, technologies to manufacturers, uh, but but this time it's gonna it's gonna be a little bit different spin on it because because you're actually used to working with the manufacturers who are looking to consume that technology. So you know, hopefully, give some of the listeners you know a look at what the other side of the table is looking at and how they're how they're viewing things. So um, I guess just to kick us off here, could you give us a little bit of your background and talk about uh, some of the work that's done by uh, the the tech center? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so I guess for my own background, um, I'm what I'm going to call a 30-year a veteran of the Tier 1 automotive wars in manufacturing. So I started out about three decades ago as an operator on a plant floor making parts, uh, slowly worked my way through, uh, got my Lean Six Sigma black belt in 96, master black belt in 2010. So I spent a long time making parts to put in boxes to sell to customers. Uh, I've been here at the center uh, in the role of manager of operational excellence for the last little over six years. And for about the last four and a half to five years, we've been working on helping companies identify opportunities in technology. Uh, in addition, we do uh, training, we do consulting, uh, or as I like to call it, mentoring, right? We, we like to think that the, the MEP, which is what the center is, a manufacturing extension partnership, um, as a nonprofit and a 501c is uniquely positioned to be the trusted advisor to help people work on their business and not just get trapped working in their business all the time. Uh, and I should note, uh, so we're the MEP for the state of Michigan, uh, but there are actually 51 MEPs uh, one for each state, as well as one in Puerto Rico. Excellent. Yeah, you uh, you you stole my next question there. So obviously, 
um, for for business owners operating here in the state of Michigan, where we're at. Uh, it's the the Michigan Manufacturing Technology Center. Is that correct? Is the full name? Yep, but absolutely. but you guys go by just the center. Um, but but that's uh, one of the points that I wanted to make for our listeners who are outside of the state of Michigan. Well, uh, while the center focuses on helping Michigan-based business uh, with all the things that Chuck just talked about. Um, if you like what you're hearing in the course of this conversation, um, there's there's an MEP within your state that does similar things. Now, now each state, correct me if I'm wrong here, Chuck, but each state operates a little bit differently and some may have all the services that you provide, some may not, but, um, but it's definitely uh, something that manufacturers you know, particularly the small to mid-sized companies who are looking for some additional help uh, should familiarize themselves with because because uh, there's a lot of great resources that you have access to. Uh, absolutely. Uh, some are full service, some aren't. But uh, regardless of how the MEP is set up, uh, any MEP can help uh, a client or help a manufacturer get in touch with the resources that they need to move forward. Excellent. So let's let's dive into the topic and first maybe just kind of level set for everybody uh, because I do think that industry 4.0 is one of those terms that gets thrown around uh, by a, by a lot of different groups and and doesn't necessarily mean the same thing to all parties involved. When when the center is talking about helping manufacturers get up to industry 4.0, you know what is what does that look like for you? How do you guys define that? So. The term industry 4.0, is, as far as we're concerned, um, we use it mostly just for the historical sense. Uh, there's been four industrial revolutions uh, that have allowed us to use, you know, uh, machines, then mass production, uh, and then um, computers in and of themselves, not necessarily interconnected. And then the fourth industrial revolution is really taking quite a few technologies that have been around for a very long time, multiple decades, and giving interconnectivity. So instead of having to go to separate areas to look at data, it's bringing all of that data into one place so that we can see it and make decisions. Um, It's letting us monitor, not just run a machine, but monitor a machine and look at that machine. And it's letting us kind of make a connection between what's going on on the shop floor and our financial results, which I think is probably the most powerful, uh, powerful tool out there. Uh, we we prefer the term lean manufacturing technologies or manufacturing technologies hmm. uh, because our approach is I, I'm not going to tell a small or a medium sized business that they need to go out and get all of these technologies today. Uh, our approach is is more to determine where where you have an issue or determine what your problems are or what you need to work on and what you need help with and then apply an appropriate technology to overcome what i think every manufacturer out there is is currently suffering and and that's a an inability to find all of the the workforce that they're looking for yep exactly you know and it's um i've seen this on both sides kind of uh, of the tailback you know you know, in, in my time in engineering and then my time working with clients, um, you know, there's there's a, a lot of technology providers out there. And, and I don't think it's done in a malicious sense, but, you know, it's, it's kind of the old adage of if the only tool you have is a hammer, then every problem looks like a nail. Uh, so uh, business owners would connect with a technology provider 
maybe through a referral or they attend a conference, they find somebody and, and the technology provider comes in and talks about how, oh yes, we can, we can solve all your problems with this or this. Uh, and then all it takes is that, that business owner getting burned one time on, on a piece of technology or a system that doesn't live up to the hype that now they're back on their heels and they don't want to go through that again. And they just say, well, I'm, I'm going to continue on with, um, with what I've been doing uh, and, and not try and, and go down that path again. So uh, that, that's one thing I really like about the center and, and you know, the, the MEP concept is that you, know, you guys are you're agnostic to all these technologies, right? Your, your only focus is go in, help the business owner identify where they can improve and then help give them some, you know, some options for how to address those things. Uh, and then hopefully with that incremental improvement, they're open to additional, you know, improvements as they go forward. Yeah, that's that's accurate. Yeah. In fact, our adoption roadmap that that we've put together uh, on how a company should adopt technology. Um, I know most of them that you look at is is go out and learn about all these technologies, and and that's great. But uh, it, what you said was so accurate. Um, if 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 I ask you if you know if the only thing you sell is this technology, and I ask you if your technology is going to help me, it's yeah, it it, it it's gonna it's gonna do everything I need in my business. It's going to turn back time, and it's going to make stuff fall up. <laughs> um, and that doesn't necessarily work out that way. But so our very first step really is know thyself, right? Get in touch with your business and understand what what your voice of business or or the voice of customer is telling you your business needs. Um, and then really kind of get to know that need first, because then it's so much easier when I'm selecting uh, a technology or an approach or really anything. It could be a system. Uh, maybe I have a system problem in the business and late, uh, putting putting technology on top of a bad system just gives you a faster bad system. <laughs> and that's not so helpful. So So understand what problem you're trying to solve first and then move forward. So, you know, I guess, uh, putting, putting myself in, you know, the, the technology provider shoes a little bit here. Um, what are some of the common objections that you hear when you're working with, you know, some of these small to medium sized business owners, you know, related to trying to adopt some of these technologies? You know, the first one, uh, you've already hit on, as a matter of fact, that the very first objection I hear is, um, yeah, we got an ERP and we're using 20% of it. And I'm not picking on ERPs. I love information systems. Mm -hmm. uh, I think many times the first step that a business should take um, is, is finding some sort of a system, an information system, ERP, MES, CMMS, whatever it might be, to bring all that information in front of you to allow you to run your business and, and basically be proactive instead of reactive. So I think they're a great thing. Uh, the problem is so many businesses didn't understand their needs and they went out and got burnt because they got something or bought something that didn't quite match their business needs. So I think that's the first one is, is I, I didn't know my needs and I got burnt and I'm not dipping my toe in again. Um, another one is not really understanding, and I'm going to use the term ROI, uh, return on investment, uh, not really understand. Again, if I'm not in touch with my business, I may not know how much money I'm playing for. Mm. Um, I worked with a company, they were a 50 million a year in sales company, uh, making a pretty good profit. And they were 
you know, feeling pretty good about things. We went out, did a, a quick analysis with them and learned that they were writing a check for about $600,000 a year in lost materials. Um, but if you don't know that that money's out there and, and you don't know where that, then I don't know that I have that money to invest, right? I can go out, I can improve that process, free that money up and then use that money to invest. Um, or maybe the company doesn't really understand what's out there with regard to, you know, maybe grants and helps. That's one thing that we as a center have been working with in partnership with the MEDC um, and our federal funder at NIST MEP uh, is that right now there is a grant out there. And over time, it, it's, it's been moving towards some of these grants that are coming out now will actually help a small business or a medium business uh, to get investment capital that they can actually use on capital expenses, which up till now has been hard to find. So, so getting that financial push is, is also an issue, but sometimes writing that check is the right thing if you just understand what the, the need of the business is or how bad you're being impacted. Oh, that's excellent. The, um, you know, and I think you, you kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier, um, but, you know, I'm, I'm assuming kind of the way that the center uh, tries to overcome those objections is with that technology roadmap you referred to. And so you can kind of show the business owner, you know, here's, here's how we would like to progress you through this process. And, and here's the steps that we've seen are, are successful in terms of, um, you know, helping businesses move in this direction. Is that, uh, is that accurate? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but we also work with the technology providers as well. Uh, again, uh, as you said earlier, we're, we're agnostic. All we really care about is that the client, the manufacturers that we work with, get what they need to develop and drive their businesses forward. Towards that end, um, I think an, another barrier, and, and I guess to tie this all together, is some of the technology providers aren't particularly good at playing with the small to medium enterprises is probably the best way for me to put that. Um, there are a lot of robot suppliers, as an example, who are very, very happy to come in and help you um, when you want to buy 20 robots for a production line. However, when you want to buy that first robot or cobot, uh, collaborative robot, and, and just try dipping the toe in for auto-loading one machine, it's a little harder because it's also harder for the sub supplier to understand, or, or, or we call them sub suppliers, but your technology supplier, they may not really have a model that works at that lower level or that mm -hmm. smaller business level to help people get started. Um, so it's kind of, it's working with, you know, it's working with the public sector for how do we help to find the, the monies. It, it's working with our clients to identify right where their needs are. Uh, and and what what level of impact that's going to have, but then also working with that technology provider to try to come up with a model or a match um, that's going to allow them to be effective and or to help develop um, new uh, providers and help them grow. Uh, we actually work with you know the various startups in addition to be able to help them grow, so that we're we're kind of building that infrastructure that can provide technology at that smaller level. Yeah. You know, and, and I see that, uh, you know, with, with the clients I work with as well, you know, and there's, there's a few of the integrators that, that I know who are trying to develop, you know, 
somewhat more off the shelf type, uh, you know, technologies where, where it's easy for, you know, a small manufacturer, maybe it's a machine tending, you know, piece of equipment or something like that, where, you know, now the, now the, uh, the screw machine shop or the fab shop can keep that machine running 24 hours a day because the robots tending it, you know, over overnight. But, uh, but yeah, by far, I think there's, there's more providers out there who are, who are ready to do kind of the full system integration, you know, and, and so there's, there's definitely a, a mismatch between the scope and size of projects they're going after and the scope and size of projects that the small to mid-sized manufacturer might need, uh, to, to see that first ROI and then yeah, down the road, it could grow into something more, but, uh, but to, to get that initial success to, uh, to whet their appetite for more, um, there's, there's not a, a lot of solution providers out there. So yeah, being able to, to connect, you know, the, the two sides, you know, as the center, that's, that's a great resource, I think for the market. So I guess the, um, you know, if I'm a if I'm a manufacturer sitting back listening to this podcast and and um, I've been thinking about this for a while and I've, I've been kicking around the idea of of, uh, of improving my technology, you know, what advice do you have for owners who are considering this investment? Again, it was and we spoke to the roadmap. Know your business. Start with your business, um, and or get help on 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 looking at the business. So. We have developed an assessment uh, to be able to come in, and, and it's uh, 40 questions. It's about two hours of time. Uh, give us another hour for feedback. But, mm -hmm. uh, but basically coming in and taking a look at the whole value stream front to back of the business and trying to help identify, um, identify where those, those areas of need are uh, so that you know what it is you're looking for in advance. and then. Find a trusted advisor, or if you have those individuals, if if you're a medium size or or you know even even verging on a larger size, you know, um, manufacturer, it's important to be able to go out and and then do your own research, and and that's important. And sometimes that's hard because then it becomes bandwidth. I know a lot of a lot of clients that I've worked with have made bad decisions uh, on investments or technologies because they got fatigued. Hmm. Uh, I'm very busy working in the business. We, I got you use the in the business, on the business a lot, yeah. but I'm so busy working in the business and I'm going to go out and do this. And I know I need this technology and I get it out there and I start asking questions and bang, the salespeople are on me, not knocking salespeople. We need them. Okay. Um, but the calls and the constant, you know, uh, diversion from from trying to keep my business running successfully, and then eventually I either walk away from the table um, or, you know, I, I, I buy something because uh, this is the one that's that's most in my face. So we always say, know the business, understand what the gap is, and what you're trying to solve. Uh, so, for example, I I said earlier that I think it's extremely important for a business to have some sort of an information system and no real time, whether or not they're, they're successful as a business. However, if that business is constantly shutting down lines because they don't have enough people or they can never make their trucks on time because they don't have enough bandwidth to keep the machines running, you know, as you said, I can run a machine one shift or two shifts, but I can't run it lights out. 
I may need to consider that sort of technology through automation or robotics first, because until I can until I can quiet that shop floor down, uh, the noise is going to keep me from working on any other culture, or it's going to prevent me as an as an owner or a senior manager from working on the business because I'm just trying to make trucks and make shipments. Yeah. So have a have a plan and treat it like a project, not a hobby. Exactly. Um, if you're in your third year of an ERP launch, we're we're starting to move from project to hobby. So mm-hmm. we've got to have somebody running it. Yeah, no, that's you know, I think that's that's a great piece of advice and and something you know you see a lot in that small to mid size, and especially you know, I, I would put it more on on the small end, but you know, you've got those five to to ten million dollar year businesses that. Um, you know, and it's it's no fault of the of the owner or the leadership team, but they've you know they've got to that point by doing it all themselves, and and they learned all the lessons and they figured it all out. And and so many of those business owners I work with, I have no doubts in their capabilities. And given enough time, enough hours in the day, they could probably learn all the stuff they needed to to grow the business. But they only have twenty four. And so they mm-hmm. need to they need to figure out where best to allocate their resources, and then find the partners that can help them in the other areas. Uh, because for the for the vast majority of them, you know their their goal isn't to turn this into you know the next Fortune five hundred Fortune one hundred company and and have it survive on for for centuries. You know it's it's to grow the value to be able to exit. And and have money to take care of their family and enjoy their retirement. So, uh, so you can really accelerate that by finding the right partners. And the center is is one of those partners that we feel is uh, is a great resource to uh, to business owners, uh, especially. You know, I keep coming back to that same point because you guys are unbiased. You don't you don't have anything to sell. You're you're trying to you're trying to help business owners. You know, navigate some of those. Those initial challenges. So I think uh, I think for businesses here in the state of Michigan, you know, are lucky to have you guys around and should definitely reach out to you. Obviously, you know, the other states in Puerto Rico, there's there's MEP offices that can help as well. So uh, by all means, look those up. Um, I guess if if, it, if an owner is listening to this and wants to learn more about some of the programs that that the center has to offer, what's the what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? So the um the easiest answer is just go to our website uh, at www.the-center.org. So that's T-H-E-Center.org. Um, all of our services, all of our teams. And you know what? Again, we're going to help direct you. So if you go to the website, um, there's an area to just ask a question and say, hey, I need help with. And that will run right through our, our marketing department and get right to us. I'm reachable straight through there. Um, I invite people. I think LinkedIn uh, is a wonderful tool. So I'm on LinkedIn uh, under uh, my name, Chuck Werner, W-E-R-N-E-R, uh, and can be reached through there. Um, and or, you know, just give us a call. Uh, here at the Plymouth office. Well, Chuck, I really, I really appreciate you coming on today and and sharing uh, sharing with the audience. And I guess we'll be in touch soon and hopefully work together on on a few more clients here. Outstanding. Thanks for the call. All right. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to like us, subscribe, and share on social. To learn more about Clayton and McCurvey, 
visit us at ClaytonMcCurvey.com. That's C-L-A-Y-T-O-N-M-C-K-E-R-V-E-Y.com. We thrive on finding the solutions for you.